This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip. I am your host, Megan Batoon, and today I'm so very excited for your ear holes because we have Sahara Rose on, who is a three-time best-selling author and the host of Highest Self Podcast. We talk so many things about not even finding your life's purpose, we'll get into that, but about living your life's purpose and discovering more about who you are and how to enhance that to live the life that you want to live. There's so many takeaways and mottos and aha moments and nuggets of wisdom in this episode, so I don't even want to delay it anymore by this intro. So without further ado, enjoy. Okay, so I just took my Dharma archetype quiz which is so fun. I love that you have a couple quizzes. You have the Dharma Architect quiz and then you have the Dosha quiz. Is that how you pronounce that? Yes. Okay. I took both of them and I love that because uh, are you familiar with like the Myers-Briggs test or anagrams? Mm -hmm. I love all the quizzes. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so nice to learn about yourself, but there's so many quizzes, but yours I, it offered information that like the other ones don't have. And so that's really exciting because like my life, I'm always like, oh, I'm this way. I'm that way. I I have anxiety and I'm, I'm so creative, but I can't finish any projects. Do I have ADHD? Da da da. And I take the, the Dharma archetype quiz and it's like, you're the artist. And it's like, oh, everything aligns. Mm -hmm. And in Ayurveda, your dosha is vata. Everything you just said, it's the air energy type. So that's what I love about archetypes in general is like it puts together patterns in your life that are seemingly unrelatable of, I'm just a mess. I have this and that. And, you know, you may have certain issues in your digestive tract or um, in your skin, et cetera. All of those things are interconnected. So it really allows right. you to connect the dots and be like, oh, wait, I'm because that's the thing about Western medicine. It's like, okay, if you're anxious, you talk to your therapist. If you have skin problems, you go to the dermatologist. If you have digestive problems, you go to the gastroenterologist, hormonal problems. Whereas in, in Ayurveda and these ancient health systems, it's all integrated. So you're, mm. you're able to follow something that supports you on the mind, body, spirit level. Wow. That's such a good way of putting it. Like I've never heard it so succinct before because you're right. I mean, like we are so used to bifurcating all of our different issues into different people or yeah, to different professions. But yeah, everything is 
And it's so interesting that like, I've heard this before, like everything is connected, mind, body, spirit. Like I've read that in so many books, but the way that you just said it now, it registered differently. And that makes so much sense. So now I'm like, oh, that was like the, we're like one minute in. And that's like a huge aha moment for me because now that I know that, what do I do to get on that level of strengthening everything that's interconnected? Mm. So I had the exact same issues in my own journey that I had, you know, between anxiety, insomnia, mental health. Also, I didn't get my period for two years. My body went into perimenopause when I was 21 years old. I had such bad digestive issues. I couldn't even eat food without being in so much pain and uh, osteoporosis issues, all of these different health problems. So I was going to so many different doctors who kept prescribing me a different medication, you know, go Mm. on hormone replacement therapy, go on antidepressants, go on this, go on that. But no one was really talking to each other. And I didn't know. And I think that's how most people feel. We're just kind of figuring it out. We're going on WebMD. We're like, what's going on? And, (laughs) um, again, we don't have like a system in, in our world that's really integrated. So that's what brought me to Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the world's oldest health system and it's the sister science of yoga. So it actually means the knowledge of life. Now in Ayurveda, there are these three main archetypes. So the quiz that you took, I'm sure yours was Vata. So there's Vata, Pitta, Mm -hmm. and Kapha, and these mean air, fire, and earth. So sort of like in astrology, it's like, are you an air sign, fire sign, earth sign? It's, it's a bit like that. So someone who has a lot of air in their mind and in their body, if I said, oh, that person's an airy fairy or a space cadet, what are you Mm. going to assume about them? Like a little doo-doo-doo, like it's not all there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like their head in the clouds. Like we have so much terminology, like, you know, they're, they're not grounded. Maybe they're like, you know, I'm going to do this and that, and that they're like doing a million things at once, but you're sort of like, I don't feel like you're actually going to. Yeah. And then sometimes people may feel like, oh, she says she's going to do all these things, but is she actually taking action and following through? So it's all of the ideas floating in the air. However, Mm. what's lacking is the fire of executing it and the grounding of taking that pause. So people who have a lot of air, vata in their minds are creative. They're idealistic. They're visionaries. They're artistic. They think outside the box. Like they're here to channel massive ideas out into the world. And that is their gift. However, the shadow sides that they need to move through are feeling overwhelmed, feeling confused, feeling like I don't even know which idea to act on because I keep coming up with more. And then now that I'm in it, I'm so overwhelmed that I have to follow through with it, that it's easier for me to come up with a new idea I'm excited about because then I get that excited feeling again. (laughs) I feel you. I was there. (laughs) Wait. Okay. So you were there and now you're not? Now I'm not. It's possible. You can take actually the gifts of it without the shadow aspect. So so basically what happens when you have a lot of vata, so that's also going to show up, start showing up in your body. So people who, and I don't know if you have this, but when it starts to manifest a lot physically, it's dry skin, dry hair, just like dry everything, even maybe eczema patches. Mm. 
think of air in your digestion. Air is cold and dry. So your digest, your digestive fire, that's what we call it, isn't really burning. So it's hard for you to digest foods. You get, might get bloated easily. You may have a lot of gas, again, air in your stomach. You may be constipated. So these are all symptoms, again, of having that air in your digestive system. And your hormones for women, you may get your period really irregularly, really yes. spaced apart. It may be less blood, darker blood. Um, again, it's not as, it's like a weaker flow, a weaker fire. And I mean, yeah. there's, there's so many different ways. For example, in the, in the bone structure, you may have really brittle bones. You may be someone that gets injured easily. Again, depending on how far this issue has um, been continuing. So if you do have this, the solution is to bring more of the other elements that you're missing. So more fire and more earth. So the number one foods to, to not consume too much of is don't have too much raw, cold foods. Like I used to be a raw vegan, so I was only mm. eating raw foods, which again, if you're very vata, very already cold and dry, that's going to perpetuate the imbalance. So instead have warm foods, cooked foods, soups, um, curries, like things that are like very warming and grounding, putting oil on your skin, especially sesame oil, mm. spending time outside in nature, like being connected to the earth, walking with your bare feet on the ground, grounding. And then also in your, in your life and in your mind, taking one idea and moving it through. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the chakra system. Have you heard of it before? Are you familiar? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I'm not very familiar. Please dive in. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially the way that I see it is every single idea, we're moving it through our chakra. So we're getting the hit of the idea. We're receiving it. We're intuiting it. We're speaking it. We're feeling mm. it. Then we're taking action and birthing it. So people who have oh, a lot of this wow. vata. Yeah. So people have a lot of the vata. We're really good at coming up with the ideas. We're like amazing at giving people ideas, branding, yeah. coming up with names, like doing some improv thing about it, dreaming big about it. But where we get yeah. stuck is when it comes into the now, the fire of, of the doing, because that's yeah. when it, you know, gets monotonous. It's not as fun and exciting anymore. So for us to really cultivate, you know, first of all, having those boundaries with ourselves of like, okay, I'm going to eventually do all those other things. However, right now I need to birth this through because in the experience, I'm going to shift so much that I'm not even going to be the same person because through wow. the process of bringing any project to fruition, you shift fundamentally, you gain experience, you get to know what do I like? What do I not like? You grow. So imagine if let's say you're like, I want to write a book. I want to write a screenplay and I want to be on Broadway, but like you writing that book is going to change that screenplay is going to change how you show up right. on Broadway. Right. So, so wow. really being in that action of taking one thing, putting everything else on that shelf, but also taking a pause in between projects. Cause a mm. lot of us people were very like, okay, what's next? Like, let me fill up my time. Like I got so many things to do. Time is of the essence, but really honoring that sacred pause, like the space between the inhale and the exhale, like that is what our overall society is lacking, but that's what's going to allow your highest self to come through. Those next version ideas that can only happen, like, you know, when you're on vacation or taking a walk, like ideas hit that would have never hit when you're in that like day-to-day -day grind. So mm -hmm. if you are someone who is like this, how can I pause, really integrate what I've learned from an experience of a project or a friendship or a relationship or whatever it is before jumping to the next thing? So I have that deeper awareness and can bring something even better.
to fruition. Right. So in practicality or in practice of doing that, what does that look like? Is it like a, a journal session or is it a conversation with a friend? Is it a meditation? Like how long do I need to be taking that pause to reflect on what I've learned before I start a new venture? I think it would depend on, you know, how long that venture or, you know, maybe even a relationship was. So let's say you started your own business and you had the business for like seven years and you, you're realizing now it's not really in alignment with who you are. So maybe Maybe it's going to be, who knows, it could even be a year of you really sitting right. with yourself before jumping into that next thing that you feel is, is right for you. And for other people, it, it's less. I think what we need to wait for is that natural, like, like an orgasm, right? Like when you're orgasming, the yeah. energy is moving through you. You're not forcing it. Let the ideas orgasm through you rather than forcing them. Right, right, right. Ah. This is so exciting. Like I feel, I mean, one, your energy is great. And I feel like I'm learning so much already. I think the people listening to like have so much to learn in like you're, you're a wealth of information. And Aww. so I just, I want to dive in because I get so many messages about all, all of my followers and listeners are artists as well in some way, shape or form. Everyone's got a very creative mind and they are obviously very in tune with wanting like personal growth. And something that I get a lot is like, how do I make my, my dreams, my job? Like, and that gets repeated a ton of like my passion and my purpose get thrown around. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I know that you specialize in purpose. And I think that like a lot of people are wondering what their purpose is or how to find it. And then one step further, once they find it, how to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my own journey of self-healing myself through Ayurveda is what led to me, first of all, healing myself with it, then wanting to share it, having the the idea to write a book about it, which brought me into this journey of like, who am I to write a book? Like, am I <laughs> going to become a starving artist who never makes it? I've never met an author before. Like, does this thing happen? Am I wishful thinking? Am I too late? Like all of the different thoughts, you know, start to show up for me and were echoed back to me by my family of just like, yeah, yeah. you need to definitely get a stable job because being an author, who do you think you are? You're not JK Rowling, you know? So, right. I want to say, first of all, I feel you like that feeling of, I don't want to take a risk and not make it because I don't even know, like, I don't have a guarantee if this is going to work or not. And I think part of us is always, you know, wanting to make the safest decision. And then another part of us is wanting to be free. Yes. And those two sides of ourselves fight all the time of, well, liberation means uncertainty, but safety can mean containment. So how do totally. I find that balance between the two? So that's what led to me on my journey of, first of all, trying to understand, do I even have a purpose? Like, is this some bullshit story they tell you as a kid and you get older and it's like, no, you are not actually supposed to follow your dreams. Like that was like a Santa Claus thing. Right. You're supposed to just get a nine to five job. So my own journey, which led to me writing my book, Discover Your Dharma with Forward by Deepak Chopra and basically creating different systems that allow people to, to really integrate what have I learned? What is my unique magic sauce and how do I share it with the world? So I feel like the first place to start is to understand where are you in, and by the way, this is called your Dharma, your soul's purpose, the big reason why you're here. So when I say Dharma, think of your soul's purpose. So the first step is where are you in your Dharma discovery journey? You know, do you believe you actually have a purpose or not? 
Because a lot of people, they're like, I'm looking for my purpose, but part of them doesn't really believe that they have one. So do you believe that you have a purpose, first of all? Because it's not going to work if part of you is like, I don't even know if, if I'm special enough. You know, I used to have this thought, right. like, I don't know, people like Justin Bieber have a purpose, but not mere mortals like <laughs> us, you know? So right. trusting that you have one. So there's five stages that I have outlined. The first stage is self-awareness. It's that realization that I see the trajectory that my life is taking. And if I don't make a shift, I'm not going to like it. Mm-hmm. So it's just exactly that awareness right now. Yes. Of like, okay, something needs to change. I'm not sure, which a lot of people the past two years because of the pandemic have had this awareness. In fact, they call right now the great resignation because really? the most number of people ever are resigning for, from their jobs simply because they're realizing it's not in alignment with their gifts. Wow. Well, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a really huge, I would say like a renaissance of people living, wanting to live their right. purposes right now. So it's an exciting time. So that self-awareness needs to come first. Still, most people have never had that in the, in the U.S. yet. Most people are still operating based off of survival. However, it's, that's the awakening that's coming online. Stage two is self-improvement. Mm-hmm. How can I improve my mind, my body, you know, maybe it's fitness or yoga for someone, maybe for someone else, it's like meditation to calm the mind and calm your anxiety. Maybe it's your nutrition. There's so many ways, you know, personal development, Tony Robbins seminars, there's so many ways that it can look like. So self-improvement is a really important step because we most likely have habits that are not serving us. And it is important to look at, you know, how am I spending my time? What are the quality of my thoughts? How is my mental health? health so I can shift that. However, it's not the end goal Mm -hmm. because in this period of of self-improvement, we have this realization that I'm not a mind or a body to improve, but rather I am a soul to know. And Mm. it shifts the focus from trying to improve yourself to getting to know yourself because you realize nothing was ever really broken about you. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing you need to fix or hack or get better at. It's just you didn't know the truth of who you are. We live in a system that doesn't ask us these questions. So instead of trying to make myself wrong and try to have enough discipline to override myself, let me start to question, why am I this way? What, Mm -hmm. what was my relationship with my family? What trauma am I holding onto? Why am I afraid of my thoughts when I sit in meditation? What is my astrology? Like it could, it could have so many different pathways for people, but it becomes more of a self-inquiry and it's definitely a different focus. And again, both are important and these are progressions, but I feel what a lot of the personal development space is missing is it's like, you're just not motivated enough. And that's why you are how you are. And that's not Mm. true. It's just not all of us have the same purposes. For some people, their highest purpose could be living in a cottage with their goats. And for other people, it could be having a multi-million dollar business. So how can we say that one person is wrong and one is right? We need to really get to know what does success actually look like for me without anyone else's opinions and fears and projections upon me. Yeah, this is coming at such a perfect time. I was literally talking to my therapist yesterday about my idea of success and where I got those ideas from, which is from my father inherited uh, multi-generationally. And it's interesting because like even my my relationship to money has come from his father and it's just passed down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, yeah, I've got a 
take stock and inventory of what I actually think success is and what, what am I measuring it against? Like I've got so much, I mean, we all do in this society. Well, I probably can't speak for everyone, but the society in itself, like so much internalized capitalism is just sneaking its way in every thought that we have. And now I'm, I'm learning that I'm divorced or I'm divorcing myself from it because that's just not, it doesn't feel good anymore. And it just doesn't feel like I have the the reins on my life. And now for the first time ever, I'm now like budgeting my money because before I was just like, yeah, I didn't have any money growing up. So now that I have some money, I'm going to spend it on everything I want because I wanted to get out of that scarcity mindset. But now it's like, oh, that maybe that served me for, for that time being and got me through, you know, the hardships of that trauma to be like, oh, I can provide for myself. I, I do have safety. I do have security. And now it's, it's, it no longer serves me. And so I'm really looking at every inch of my life and going, okay, how are we going to make this aligned with my ideal life? And so Mm -hmm. I love to hear you mention that, like, we've got to kind of understand what our barometer of success is, because I don't think I, speaking for myself, was not living on my terms. I can say that confidently. And I thought I was, you know, because I've got my own business. I moved out to LA like at 20, not knowing what I was going to do, made it as a dancer and then transitioned. It's, it's on paper worked out for me. And like, I definitely work really hard, but within that, the underpinning in the, the inner layers of that all was like, I just need to support myself and make sure that I'm going to be safe. And now it's like, I'm safe now. I don't need to work this hard. I don't need to like, I was, I don't know why today I woke up like 3am and I was budgeting, but normally I just like wake up and instantly work from my bed and then work until I go to bed. And it's like, that's not how I want to live. Like when you mentioned, we're looking at the trajectory of our lives and we either need to make a change or it's going to continue to go down that path. And that's exactly where I am right now. Like I am making those changes. Mm, I love that you shared that so much. And yes, the ancestral trauma and gifts, I will say, because we also receive gifts from our ancestral line, but it's so important to look at those because I would say maybe 80 to 90% of our thoughts are not our own. (laughs) They're actually ideas that we get from society, from our families. And it's up to us to decide, ooh, is this actually serving me and what I'm seeking to create in the world or not? For example, you know, most of us as children, we just want to belong. So if we live in a family, that everyone yells at each other. We're like, okay, I have to also yell. Mm. Otherwise I won't belong. Or if I live in a family that everyone spends their money as soon as they get it, then I'm subconsciously going to think I need to behave like that. Otherwise I won't belong. And then we carry these in our lives and we are like, shit, why do I keep spending my money? Why do I keep getting angry? But again, it's because we've agreed to a set of conditions that aren't actually serving us. So it Mm. really takes that, first of all, awareness of, do I want to roll with this or not? And then having that responsibility of like, okay, when it's showing up for me, how am I going to move through it? And and honestly, each and every one of us, we are the magicians of our lives. We can choose every single facet of it. And in stage five, which I'll share, that's really what it is. It's like every single aspect of your life is coming from choice rather than default. But what needs to happen first is the deconditioning and the unraveling. And When I even talk about living your purpose, it's not something that you even find or figure out. It's not something that you're like, okay, I'm going to find my purpose. Like, where's Waldo? Like, it's actually inside (laughs) of you. 
you know, like, right. you know, your purpose it's in you. It's encoded within you. It's just, we have all of these layers that have made us forget. It's like we're snowmen and we have a scarf and gloves and hat and shoes and all these things. And we're like, Oh, this is who I am, this big puffy thing. And then as we start to take off the hat and take off the gloves, take off the, you know, limiting belief story that says I'm not good enough. Or the story that says, if I'm too successful, I'm abandoning my family or the guilt mm-hmm. of if I'm not always there for my mom, she's not going to have an anyone. As we start to take that off, we remember our purpose. Mm, interesting. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So that makes me think of when when we look at kids and it's like they have so much joy and they just do whatever they want because they're feeling based. And then we get all of these limiting beliefs and, and conditioning from society. And then it's it, I have like five different thoughts right now because I'm thinking about that. We're basically returning to our inner child in a way. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I have heard all of these things before and I've definitely been on this journey for... I don't know, maybe like three years. Um, I've definitely been taking those layers off and therapy has really helped, but it feels like it's only starting to click now. Like it's taken Mm -hmm. three years of work to even get to the point where I'm like, yes, because when I first started and if I were to hear you, I would be like, that sounds like such a beautiful way to live, but I wouldn't know how to get there. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm interested in hearing your story of what was your life like before you you became, or I'm not sure, were you always spiritual? No, not at all. I, I grew up, my mom was a refugee and my dad was an immigrant. So both of them came to this country wanting to survive. And growing right. up, it, that was really the thing of like, do the safe thing, try to make money, get married, because we're in America now we're safe. So, you know, don't rock the boat too much. So right. growing up, it was very like, yeah, I'll be academic. I'll save the world. I had this like huge, like savior responsibility of like, I'm going to help every single other person. And it was a huge load for a child to carry. And I was also very much like the therapist for my parents and like helping them get through everything. And in a lot of different cultures around the world, there really is more of an interconnectivity of the family of like, you stick with the family, you follow our social norms, you follow our rules. And that was like an unspoken agreement. So later on in my life, when after I, you know, 
first of all, in college, that was when I started to go through different health challenges, which brought me to Ayurveda, like I, like I mentioned before. And then eventually that medicine saving my life and me wanting to share it with other people, that's when I had the idea to write a book about it. Mm. And I, you know, lived my whole life for my parents' approval and wanting to make them proud. But then all of a sudden they were like, you're trying to write a, a book. You're not going to get a normal job. Like, how are you going to make money? How are you going to be successful? Like we gave up everything for you. We sacrificed our lives to you. And this is how you repay us. Who do you think you are? You're entitled. You're selfish. How do you Mm. not put our thoughts first? And like, they saw me as a disgrace. They saw me as I, I took, 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 and now I'm like brainwashed by hippies and think I have a purpose, you know? <laughs> so they, they didn't understand it at all. And that was the big challenge that I had to go through. And this was really a big part of my stage three. And don't worry, guys, I'll get to stages four and five as well. <laughs> but my stage three was, who am I actually here to live for? Am I here to live for my parents? Was I born to make my parents happy exactly the way that they want? Would I expect that from my child? Like, hey, follow your dreams as long as it's my dreams. (laughs) As long as it looks good for me. Like, (laughs) no, like you're a sovereign ass being. Like, that's why you were born. And we can't ever limit our growth and our potential to make someone else happy because we'll never make ourselves happy. And that's mm-hmm. the number one regret of the dying. When they pulled thousands of people when they were dying, the number one regret is, I wish I did what I loved. I wish wow. I didn't care so much what other people think. I wish I gave my, my purpose a chance. And most people never do that because they're so afraid of what other people in their lives will say or think or feel. And you basically live like a shadow version of yourself. So at this point of my life, you know, I really was having these realizations. And at the same time, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of confusion. I had no evidence if I would be successful or make it or make money. I actually moved to India. I lived in a hut that was $2 a night with rats in it because that was all I could afford to try to figure this whole thing out. I lived there for two years. So it definitely was not, yeah, it was not an overnight thing at all. My parents, um, completely disowned me. They said, I'm dead to them. I'm a failure and loser to their eyes. And I had no connection with them whatsoever and was on this path literally to try to figure out how to make my book happen. I never met an author in my life. I didn't even know how, how does one even get, get a book out there? But I knew in my bones that if I didn't give this a try, I would always live with that regret. Mm. And eventually I figured it out, you know, from like one thing of figuring out how to write a book to meeting someone who had written a book before and then eventually finding out a literary agent and figuring out this. And and it wasn't simple. You know, the literary agent that I first met, she pitched my book idea to 30 publishers who all said the exact same fears that I had. No one cares. You're not a doctor. It's not going to happen. So again, most people would say, well, that's a really good time to quit. And my parents were right. But again, I just knew I went through these health challenges for a reason. They were not Mm. a coincidence. And it was part of my gift to share that with others. So I would take two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. But eventually the, the thoughts of, well, what if I can, I can make it? What if I can help others? What if I can share my voice? Those thoughts became louder than the, what if I fail? What if I regret this? What if it never works? And long story short, eventually I wrote my first book, Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. And 
A year later, I saw Deepak Chopra at a conference, and Deepak Chopra is a very well-known spiritual teacher mm -hmm. who's um, written dozens of books. And I walked up to him, like literally as a stranger, oh my gosh. and I emailed him my book, and he called me, and he offered to write the foreword of that book. And since That's then, I've, he's written the foreword of all three of my books, and we've done so many workshops together. And I've continued to go on of creating courses of how people can live their purpose and certification. And the list goes on because I know simply by changing my beliefs and simply by letting that intuitive hit, knowing that I was not born to live the same day, day in and day out until eventually I became fed up because I trusted that. And I know that that is right now active and awake and so many people listening. I'm like, follow that voice yeah, yeah, and yeah. trust that you will be guided to the next step. And it's like walking with a flashlight. I can't see the end of the road, but I can see the next six feet. And that's all that matters. Mm, wow. That's an amazing story. When you walked up, were you nervous? I was shit nervous. I was like, wait, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing right now? I'm walking up to Deepak Chopra at an auditorium with a thousand people. Like what? But it was like those out of body experiences when you're just like, I'm probably never going to see this person in real life ever again. Sure. And if I don't take this chance, it's going to, I'm going to end up wishing that I did. So I'm, it's like my spirit guided me because mm. it knew and him, because he was always like the person in my life that I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I could be like him, like such a role model to me. And I believe that that happened. And, and I mean, there's so much more to the story, but really it happened because I trusted myself enough to do something that I was afraid of. And I think mm. so many of us, we don't want to take a risk and without risk, you don't have magic. So because I trusted in that moment and also had done the work, I had written a book. Like it wasn't like I showed up like, Hey Deepak, right. I got an idea for a book. What do you think? Like, right, right. I, you had something like, behind you. Exactly. And that's why they say luck is preparation meets opportunity. I had done that preparation, but also stepped up in that opportunity. So I'm sure there's so many incredible artists who they've done that preparation. They, they have the work, they have the practice. It's just letting yourself face the potential fear of rejection and knowing that you are still worthy regardless of what happens. Right, absolutely. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so we've, we've done steps one through four. Do we have one five to left? three? One to three. So yeah, there's okay. two more. So 
So step three is really that spiritual awakening. That's what I call it. Realizing that you're more than a mind and a body to know, but a a spirit or a soul to understand. And again, people can say that in whatever term, but when I say spirit or soul, I'm talking about the part of you that's limitless, the part of you that goes beyond, the part of you that can like feel without maybe even cognitively knowing, like when you just get a feeling about something, that's really what makes you you and that part of you is eternal. So trusting that part of you is what guides you into stage four, which is the Dharma development. So that's when you start to really develop towards one one area or one gift or one project that you have. So let's say for myself, it was writing my book. So Mm -hmm. instead of like trying to figure everything out, I was like honed in and focused on day in and day out writing that book and developing and learning more and really giving my all to that process. And that's really like, for example, for you dancing, you know, in your Mm -hmm. journey of dancing and giving your all to it, you start to grow as a person through that energy of devotion. So that stage four is that energy of like choosing something and learning how to actually, you know, become a master at it, become an expert in it, go beyond the surface. And then naturally what happens when we do this, when we devote ourselves to any type of practice is slowly it's no longer a trying. It's just a natural rendition of who you are. And that's what brings us into stage five, the Dharma embodiment. And that's really when there's no difference between the inner and outer you. You are just you full time. And Mm. every single area of your life is in alignment with how you desire it to be. So when you get there, you may notice that there may be some imbalances in your relationship friendships, maybe your home, things that were not 100% true will come to surface because anything that's holding you back from living your purpose needs to come into clarity. So you may realize, oh, wow, I thought this 10 year relationship was going to work, but now I'm realizing me fully being in my power is no longer a match for Mm. this person and where they're at in their journey. Or maybe I thought I was going to live in this city forever or um, have this friendship or whatever it is. So a lot of those things that are not in 100% truth may, may fall apart. But again, it's providing more and more of that space for you to be devoted to your purpose. And the beautiful thing about that Dharma embodiment is the feeling of, of the connection of joy and service. So I always say your Dharma is your highest form of joy meets your highest form of service. So mm. you are being of service without that feeling of sacrifice. A lot of us think, oh, I need to save the world and like do the right thing. But it comes with that energy of like, because no one else will. However, your Dharma, your purpose, it feels so good. It feels natural. It feels effortless. And we all have things that make us feel that way. Maybe it's giving relationship advice. Maybe it's gardening. Maybe it's making soaps. For everyone, it's going to look different, but it's that feeling of you're raising the vibration of the planet while raising your own. And that's really what living your dharma is all about. I love that so much because I think when when it's put, the onus is put on us to make the world better. Everyone, it's, it's easy for us to think like, oh, we have to, you know, do the same exact things. But if we really understand what our gifts are and then figure out a way to give them back, that makes it much more exciting that, and because we are like, we're doing good by feeling good at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes a yeah, lot of mo- sense. Most of us have that condition. That's not possible. Like to help others, you need to suffer. 
to suffer is right. good. That the only way I can actually grow is through pain and suffering. So, so many of us keep putting ourselves in situations of pain and suffering because we think that's the only way we're going to grow. But that's actually, what say. if you grow through ease? What if you grow through love? And that growth, it's limitless because it's not holding you back. It's so interesting. I mean, because what we were told as kids, like no pain, no gain, or beauty is pain, even in the beauty community, like, why does everything have to be painful? Mm. Like, but why? <laughs> I think it's because let's say I touch a hot stove, right? I'm like, oh, ouch, that hurt. So it's like, it's like an instant reaction. So it's so overt that of course I'm going to learn, don't, don't touch that stove. So we're so used to that gross overt reaction of like, like say you're in a relationship. Most people don't leave the relationship until they're in so much pain that they have to leave rather than the we're actually good in the relationship, but I can intuitively feel that this is not right for me. It doesn't mean anything's wrong right now, but I can intuitively feel. And that's really like the more empowered way of living your life because you can trust your intuition rather than having to get through that pain. Because, you know, I give this analogy that living your Dharma is like going down the a highway. So, you know, when you're going down the highway and you're on cruise control, it's like you're flowing. You barely even need to do anything. It's like the universe is giving you that momentum. So that mm -hmm. energy, we call it Kriya, effortless flow. And that is how life is meant to be lived. You are meant to have synchronicities. If you experience a lot of synchronicities, meet the right people at the right time, naturally feel energy. Like when you're doing your Dharma, you actually feel more energy after. So it's the opposite of like how we think work is draining. When you're living your purpose, you actually are given more energy because you're like tapped into your full cosmic self. So that's right. how life was meant to be lived, flow, alignment, synchronicity. However, most of us, we go off of the exits of this highway. These exits look like, hey, you'll make more money doing this. Hey, your family will be really proud of you if you do that. Hey, everyone from your school does this. So you should do that too. So we're like, okay, I mean, I guess I should get off this exit. Everyone I see is getting off this exit. So the universe responds with like the barricades on the side of the highway to hold you back in place. And that is through pain. At first it goes tap, tap, tap. You're out of alignment. Something feels off. You're feeling anxious. Like something feels a little bit off right now. Like get back into alignment. But most of us think, oh, I don't know. I'm having an, an off week. We, we right. keep going off the exit. And then the universe is like, okay, you're not listening. Punch, <laughs> punch, punch. Let me get a little bit louder. Maybe you're having, you know, migraines, panic attacks. That you're, yes. you're feeling depressed. Sometimes we shift. But other times we think, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, everything yeah. sucks. Oh, it's it's because of whatever's happening in my life. Or we continue to get off of that exit. So then the universe is like, okay, we really need to shake you up. So you yes. will listen. So it will create a collision, something in your life that you have no choice but to make a change. And that may be a horrific breakup, being fired by your job, having a, a complete breakdown, maybe even a literal car accident. It could take so many shapes and forms, but it's not there to punish you. It's there to bring you back into alignment because life is not meant to be lived in pain. Life is not meant to be a series of unfortunate events. The way that we, we were said, oh, life's tough, get a helmet. No, that's actually life out of alignment. And we actually call this energy karma. 
So when people say, oh, karma is what goes around, comes around, karma is actually bounded action by the universe to keep you in alignment with your dharma. So what you're experiencing with those uncomfortable, what feels like it's getting worse and worse and worse is the universe being like, no, honey, this is not your path. Get back into what feels good. Right. Wow. I feel like that's, I feel like there's nothing more to say, but there's so much more to learn. (laughs) Where can people learn all about this? Because I'm literally going to binge everything you've ever done. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. So my book, Discover Your Dharma has all of this. It talks about moving from this energy of karma into Kriya. It has the Dharma archetype quiz that you mentioned. And I have this thing called the Dharma blueprint, which is this five stage process you can do to really integrate the obstacles you've overcome with your superpowers, your mediums to really give yourself like an actionable focus towards your purpose. So all of that is on my website. I am Sahara Rose, um, or you can find me on Instagram. I am Sahara Rose. And also a podcast. Yes. Highest self podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for everyone listening. I'm going to re-listen to this and take notes because this is just so aligned with what's happening in my life right now. I've just recently started to get vertigo that got a little better Then I started getting migraines. It's, it's been really intense. And so I think the universe is, is definitely um, a little upset with me right now, but we're going (laughs) to, we're going to figure it out. It's giving Um, you a friendly nudge. It's like, we we have a path for you. It's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's just a little different. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a detour. So I will listen universe. I'm going to listen now. So don't send any more bodily issues. Thank you. Thank Um, you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. Uh, thank you so much for making this wisdom accessible for people and sharing your voice with the world. Of course. Okay. Everyone have a great day and definitely check out at least the Dharma archetype that will already give you so much that to like start, jumpstart your journey. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.